Watcher is the debut feature from director Chloe Okuno about an American woman living in Romania who feels she is being stalked by a neighbour across the street. We talk about the themes of the film, the numerous tense sequences, how the language barrier enhances the main character's isolation, and maybe a few silly things along the way. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter, and joining me as always is Tim. I've got a feeling I'm being watched right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Super funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a horror movie podcast. We get together and we talk about a movie. It's that simple. It's October. We're trying to do as many episodes as we can, which I think it's working out to about two a week. Uh, which versus two a month is quite a big increase, you know. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yes, welcome, welcome. Uh, we're going to be talking about Watcher today, which is a movie that kind of, uh, I don't know if it's a Shudder exclusive, but it, it sort of went straight mm. to a Shudder. Uh, mm -hmm. starring uh, Maika Monroe, or Maika Monroe, I'm not, I'm not sure how you pronounce her name, but she was the lead mm -hmm. in It Follows, which is, mm -hmm. I'll just say it, the best horror movie this side of the, of the century. So, <gasps> Well. <laughs> yeah, it's my favourite horror movie since 2000. I don't think that's an extreme statement to make. Uh, but It's definitely up there. Uh, oh, yeah, you're picking the boy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to sit down and and really think about it. I don't, I don't want to jump to uh, conclusions, but I'm pretty sure I mean, it, it it'd be up there for me. Pretty. I'm high. pretty sure both Lep and the Hood movies were both after 2000. Uh, they probably count for you as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, so so she she's the the main recognizable face here there is actually another recognizable actor as well in kind of a mysterious role so i'm going to save talking about them <laughs> until spoilers we will start spoiler free as we always do uh the premise of the film is that Mickey monroe plays this character named julia who moves with her husband to romania where his family's from because he's got a job promotion so she's kind of it's, it's kind of like a it reminded me a little bit of the american version of the grudge where sarah michelle gather who by the way was mm. in the hit television show buffer the vampire slayer uh, you Which featured <laughs> a lot of different things. Why? A watcher. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, very good, very good. <laughs> Is this guy on the Watchers Council? Do you think? Do you think he's got? Oh, he's got to be all the yeah. paperwork. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he sucks, so he definitely has to be. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't wearing enough tweed. All all the watchers and Buffy were tweed. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the, true. That's the thing. Um, but uh, so she's kind of this like fish out of water uh, where she's feeling very lonely because she doesn't speak the language and she's constantly feeling uh, alienated by the surroundings because her husband can speak the language. Her, her husband's fluent and is constantly going into conversations with people in front of her because the people either prefer to speak in Romanian or can't speak English. And she's mm -hmm. constantly feeling kind of alone, even though she's surrounded by people. And it, so that's kind of one of the big themes of the movie. Uh, but in their apartment they've got these big windows and she kind of notices someone across the street just looking out their window right and at first it's like oh maybe he's just you know looking from window to window he's been nosy and looking mm -hmm. around no no big deal but then of course it becomes more and more like is he looking at me is he staring at me is he watching me <laughs> to, to use the title <laughs> of the movie so uh, and there's also stories of of uh, killings happening in the the city, so that's also sort of tagged onto it. So that's that's the basic premise. It's kind of her becoming uh, paranoid and thinking she's being watched, and, uh, and that's not to suggest that she isn't. I'm just, just like, but definitely one of the things that it plays with is like 
maybe she is stressed maybe she's feeling lonely maybe she's starting to you know invent some kind of story in her head so mm-hmm. uh, she's a hysterical woman <laughs> 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 well, I think that's kind of one of the themes that the movie's getting at is the yeah. way that her husband doesn't write her off a immediately. Lot of people, but yeah. yeah, they kind of just write it off. Like, yeah. oh, I like. I think there's yeah, like uh, you know, there are points where you're like, oh, yeah, he's watching me, and they're like, well, maybe he thinks you're watching him, which is like, yeah, it's very like gas lady. <laughs> it it kind of is, but the funny thing is, is that the it, it it kind of like plays in such a way where as the audience, you go. You know, it's it's oh, not sure, entirely yeah. possible <laughs> that yeah, he's only staring now because you keep staring at him, <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe that's why you know. Obviously, the movie presents like a horror movie where it's it's creepy and it's kind of intimidating. But mm. like, is this a misreading? Is that what the, the real horror of this is going to be? Is it psychological, or, or is it simply no? He is doing this, and everyone's rationalizing it away, and you know, to an, an extent, mm. gaslighting her. And, treating her like she's some crazy woman and just being hysterical or whatever so mm-hmm. uh that's that's the gist of the film uh so I, I will now ask tim for his basic thoughts on watcher <laughs> i'm sorry pete but my thoughts are anything but basic <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so uh I, I was pretty hyped going into this i um really didn't know anything about it other than it had been getting some good buzz and uh you know i do like uh micah monroe uh, I say make a mind Micah <laughs> when, uh, in, in terms of when I'm watching a movie. Make me a Micah. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then I usually, I'll go to the movie theater and uh, they'll ask me what movie I want to see. And, uh, and I'll tell them, well, make a mind, make a mind a Micah. And they, they kind of just look at me for a while. I love and then they'll take I... the person behind me in line. I love how you're, you're referencing the, I, I can't remember what product it is. It's make me what was that from? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a slogan. It's make mine a something. So it's definitely a, like a catchphrase for a product. But Make mine a, an Apple computer? <laughs> I don't think it was. But <laughs> nice try. Um, I, I think uh, what's funny to me about the way you're saying that is that it almost sounds like you're doing like an Italian accent as you're saying it. <laughs> make a mine a mine. <laughs> like Mario and Luigi are uh, yeah. <laughs> really insistent that they want Mike and Monroe in their, uh, in their movies. <laughs> <laughs> well mario only uh goes to the castle because he thinks that it's, it's michael monroe that's in trouble when when he mm. sees this princess peach he's like oh <laughs> can't wait to hear hear uh, chris pratt uh voice that very scene yeah uh, why aren't we supposed to get an update or something about that soon i thought <laughs> i thought they said something in the nintendo direct that something was coming like, oh uh, i don't know <laughs> like i give a shit <laughs> Hey, we might do, have to do it on the show. Uh, if you know King Koopa, King Koopa, it can be kind of scary. Uh, okay, so what were we talking about? Watcher. Oh yes, the Watcher. Not the Watcher. <laughs> that's a different movie that's coming out in like a couple of months. <laughs> Who watches the Watcher? That's what I want to know. Uh, also, uh, this would make a great double feature with the movie Men. You'd be like, hey, what are you watching? Watcher Men. You mean Watchmen? No, Watcher Men. All right. So you're watching the movie Watchmen? No. This is I'm very convoluted. This is very convoluted because you would say I'm watching Watcher and Men. That's not how I say it. When no, I you don't condense that. Movies. When you're watching two movies back to back, you don't say, "Oh, I'm watching uh, Jaws Terminator." You don't say Some that. Some people might. <laughs> Some people might. Who are these people? Who are these people? <laughs> um. 
all right anyway so i was pretty excited for this movie uh and i'm especially excited because it's october and we're watching uh the movies that we that love to give us chills that's kind of the tagline for our show uh, we <laughs> watch the movies <laughs> since since October. Since episode five hundred seventeen or something with like that, you're hitting me with a show. Well, it's, time, it's time we got a catchphrase, and our catchphrase is: "We love to watch the movies that make us give us chills." <laughs> that make us give us chills. Is that the exact word yeah. you want on the t-shirt? That is, that is the, honestly, I would wear a, a t-shirt with pride if it had that slogan on it. <laughs> 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 all right what's your thoughts on all the right. movie time? <laughs> so uh yeah so as i was watching and you know as i was watching i was like okay uh, i'm i'm seeing some characters uh, i'm seeing some story unfold and uh <laughs> <laughs> yes that's how movies typically work yes <laughs> uh so i gotta say you know i i thought i thought it was okay i mm-hmm. um I don't know. I, I feel like I think a lot of people, or at least like from what I've seen, the kind of the chatter online, I think a lot of people quite like this and um, were pretty happy with it. So I don't know if I'm going to maybe get some shit for not being like totally in love with it, but I thought it was just OK. Um, it definitely did some things well. Uh, like, I think there were some legitimately like creepy scenes when, you know, like you're getting these scenes of watching someone watching you and kind of it, it does a good job of like uh expanding on that paranoia and so there's some like generally tense scenes but uh it's definitely a slow burn movie and um there were times when i felt it and you know i got a little bored um here and there not not to the point where i'm like oh this movie sucks i can't wait for it and but just like every now and again i'm like mm, all right let's uh let's get to some watching <laughs> i uh <laughs> le- you know give me something that's gonna make me feel give me the chills uh, you know, as I always say when I'm watching these movies, as you um, always say, as, as you, it's not like you just made that up five minutes ago for the first time ever in your life. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I guess I'm a little bit in the, in the middle. Uh, I, I don't think it was bad. I thought, um, you know, uh, the, the actors gave pretty good performances. If the, you know, if not the characters, I, I thought were a little bland, the, uh, like the guy that plays the watcher, I, I thought it was great. He was, you know, very legitimately creepy and, uh, I like the the ending of the movie. I thought was uh, you know pretty good and uh, had some good stuff happen that we'll talk about in spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and there were some good like yeah like legitimately like you know weird or creepy tense scenes. But yeah, there's just some stuff in between where yeah I got a little bored and I don't know the characters weren't like super exciting. But um, yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't want to be too harsh because uh, again I still think it was an enjoyable movie. So it's kind of where I land okay okay uh, <laughs> i think this is a promising like director from this movie there's a mm-hmm. lot of really well handled moments where you know someone's behind her or she's looking over her shoulder or there's like just this the slow turn or something like there's a lot of good little directorial moments in this um and i think generally speaking it's a pretty decent movie that's this you know it mm-hmm. I, the way I'd sort of describe it is that I don't think it ever quite, like, finds a spark that it, it goes into, like, great territory. And it never quite gets mm-hmm. there for me, I think, because despite as, as well-directed as some of, the, the, some of the, the moments are, some of the set-piece moments, um, maybe it is that I just never quite get into the characters uh, to the extent that I, that I should for, for a movie of this type. Um, yeah. Maybe it's because, despite the fact that they did their best to, for it to feel different and not feel bogged down by it, we're still doing, we're still kind of doing the trope of uh, 
the husband doesn't believe that something's going on. Usually it's supernatural stuff, mm-hmm. in this case it's not. And I get that that's kind of the point of the movie, is that she's not being believed, and that's kind of what it wants to play with. But it is also a tired horror movie trope that I'm mm-hmm. very tired of. And I, I I would say that here, it does okay with it. Like, I wasn't finding myself getting too grumpy with it, because it kind of... You know, it, it didn't go through the usual things where he instantly starts saying, oh, you're imagining things of that. You know, he, t- he takes it seriously up until mm-hmm. it's like she's acting kind of like too extreme for it. And then it kind of yeah. becomes something else. Um, and then it becomes more like gaslighting or, or sort of rain off or whatever. But um, yeah, so no, I would say I'd say I guess I'm kind of similar. And I'd say mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty positive overall. I don't know if it's left me thinking that I'll watch it again, per se, though. Sure. But mm-hmm. I, I do think there's some good moments. I do agree with the actor who plays uh, the Watcher, the titular Watcher. <laughs> uh, and who watches the Watcher? Well, that's easy. Michael Monroe's watching the Watcher, watching her. That's true. <laughs> and she's watching him. And they, you know, it's a snake. It just goes infinitely. A lot of watching. Back yeah. and forth. It's just that. Watching, watching. So, uh, yeah. So I, I, think it's, I think it's very watchable. It's very... It's, it's a solid... Like, it's, as far as straight to streaming movies go, this is a very solid movie yeah 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 i mean uh, the very fair point like if you put in the pantheon of you know <laughs> I, I, I love shutter but i mean uh, come on the, a lot of the shutter originals are not what was, always the best <laughs> what's what that movie called open room open house the, the netflix uh, one. Oh, about the like the yeah the open house yeah. yes yeah yeah <laughs> You know, compared to that, this, this looks yeah. like Citizen Kane compared to that damn thing. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know, this, this actually feels like there's a strong directorial style. It feels mm-hmm. like someone's really trying to say something with with the scares. Um, mm-hmm. And sort of, if nothing else, share the experience that the main character is going through of feeling alienated and isolated and alone, both through the being watched, but also the having no one to turn to. Because the whole point of this is that, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's trying to get across that feeling turned up to 11 that, when a woman does feel in danger, she may not feel she has anyone she can turn to. Um, well, mm-hmm. either because they won't take her seriously, or because they'll ignore her, or be- or for whatever reason, right? Uh, and especially being in, you know, it's just compounded by you know being in like a strange foreign land. Well, I, I shouldn't say strange. I mean, just you know, unfamiliar to her. Um, where yeah, like if you don't speak the language, you know, that's just like an extra layer of kind of like helplessness uh, that you have. Yeah, there's multiple scenes where someone gets mad at her and yells at her in Romanian, and she just kind of has to say, sorry, don't speak Romanian, and yeah. <laughs> just walks away slowly. Uh, so there's this constant thing. And obviously the movie doesn't translate the Romanian for you because it wants you mm-hmm. to feel like her. It wants you to be in the dark with her and learn things the way she does. <laughs> well, joke's on the movie because I speak perfect Romanian. <laughs> oh, do you know, Tim? Uh, yeah <laughs> would you, or should i say yeah <laughs> would you care to i don't know um why don't you read us some famous movie quotes but in romanian why don't you give us the romanian of let's say frankly my dear i don't give a damn why don't you give us that mm-hmm. in romanian no <laughs> <laughs> no i will not well played well played <laughs> I guess it'll remain a mystery if Tim can actually yeah. speak Romanian or not there'll be a, we'll set a a large Patreon t- tier where I'll speak it to you I'll, I'll call you up and tell you some stuff is, is your plan that it'll take so long that you've got time to learn Romanian between now and then mm, maybe <laughs> 
<laughs> can't read comic books anymore. You have to read uh, how to learn Romanian every night for the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um. Yeah. So you know, I I think it's a solid enough movie. Um. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of frustrating in a weird way because I think it's there's moments of greatness and there's like a lot of things I like <laughs> about it. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's hard not to think a little bit about Rear Window at times because of all the the watching you know across apartments uh yeah i mean i i've never um actually seen rear window but <gasps> i mean like obviously you know i know a lot like you know through pop culture obviously but i mean even without having seen the movie i i did still kind of get like hitchcock vibes you know, from this mm. yeah which, which in a way could be a compliment to the director like hey i was feeling sure, some hitchcock yeah. <laughs> uh, stuff yeah. in this hertzcock that wasn't making fun of Hitchcock. That was Her- Herzog, Werner Herzog. <laughs> yeah, it was close enough. <laughs> it turned into Hitchcock. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the last one we recorded, Tim. How how, how bad is your memory? <laughs> I mean, it was still funny. Who cares? I... Everyone's laughing. Everyone that's listening laughed a lot. Still laughing. Give them a moment. I want, right, now. I want receipts. I want receipts for this laughter. <laughs> Have you ever seen that clip of the Big Bang Theory where they've taken away the canned laughter? There's all these awkward pauses after everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, as soon as you said, "Have you seen that clip of the Big Bang Theory?" I was gonna stop you and say, "No, I have not." But uh, actually, I think I I have seen that, and uh, yeah, it is unsettling. <laughs> yes, it's, it's very weird. Yes, it'd be it'd be really <laughs> odd if we suddenly started like leaving these pauses after every time you think you're funny <laughs> for the audience to laugh. <laughs> I I just you know I just worry about the safety of some of our listeners. They could be operating heavy machinery, and then they laugh so hard that you know they drop a uh, a bunch of steel beams on a little kid or something. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm sure I'm sure we're very popular in the uh, work site where they're they're working forklifts and cranes <laughs> and bulldozers. Because I'm sure you could. I'm pretty sure that everything going on there is so noisy that you would even be able to hear us <laughs> through your earphones. Well, I mean, nowadays people have implants and stuff that implants they can just pipe podcasts right into your brain. I didn't I realize think, I don't know. we were in a cyberpunk future already. Uh, <laughs> that Tim seems to think we're in. Well, some parts of America. Mm. You know what I thought was fun would be funny is, you know, like a lot of times, you know, like in America, like they'll have a movie that's set in like Savannah, Georgia, but then like they actually filmed it in like Romania or something because, mm-hmm. you know, they get a tax break or whatever. Uh, I thought it'd be funny if this movie, even though it takes place in Romania, it was actually like filmed in like, you know, Tucson, Arizona or something. I have no idea. She does go into like a fancy museum looking place at one point, And I assume that that seems like they had to go mm-hmm. somewhere for that. But oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I think that was actually the Romanian Romanian Museum of Agriculture. If I remember correctly, that's—I know a lot about museums. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> so this is where we learn. Tim's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve, speaking Romanian, mm-hmm. in-depth knowledge of museums. That's right, mon ami. <laughs> can 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 sense from the future that the audience is laughing when they're listening to the podcast. Oh, absolutely! Focus you know, tricks. everyone is like so so damn excited that wolverine is going to be in deadpool 3 and i know for a fact that you leapt out of your chair when you heard that news but 
Don't you think it would have been even cooler if they said that Gambit was gonna be in Deadpool three? <laughs> <laughs> would you have done like a cartoon thing where like your eyes like bulge out of your head and like you fall backwards in your chair? <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this about me, Tim, but uh, I don't really like Gambit all that much. What? <laughs> What? He's kind of lame. Shocking. He's just pretty what? lame. He's, yeah, what? Yeah. Oh, I just assumed by your, you know, general kind of look that, mm. <laughs> that you were a fan. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you, you look like Gambit. Is is all I'm saying. How? How do I look at Gambit? <laughs> Gambit's got this... First of all, he's got a full head of hair, and he's got, he's got this, like, weird, like, like, headband sort of back support thing on. Like, what, what about Gambit? That is funny that they never mention his, like, back brace <laughs> that he's wearing. I guess all the... Throwing those cards can kind of wear you out. Oh, is that right? Is that right? Okay. Mm, Deadpool um, 3 coming soon. <laughs> so funny. I just, uh, I just, I know, I just know in my heart of hearts that uh, Deadpool's going to have so many funny Disney jokes. It's just like it. And I'm so glad it's happening. You have no idea. <laughs> that sounds a little disingenuous to me, Timothy. I, I swear if Deadpool looks at the camera and calls himself a Disney princess, I'm going to lose it. It's going it's to be so good. Oh, my God. Um, I have to do it on the show. Probably. <laughs> What? Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a horror movie podcast. We've been over this numerous times. Uh, well, you never know. Maybe the third Deadpool movie, maybe they're going to try to pivot to horror. I'm not anticipating that, but I mean, mm -hmm. uh, if, if, if that's the way the cards are dealt, maybe we'll... See, look, you, know, you, you even talk like Gambit, like how the, the cards are dealt. <laughs> Dear Lord. He has a very specific accent. I don't think I talk anything like Gambit. <laughs> we'll see. That's a very, 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 very important point when it comes to Gambit. <laughs> All right. Can, can we talk about the about Watcher, please? <laughs> yes, please. Go on. Jeez. <laughs> Shall we just give the spoiler warning now? Like, I mean... <laughs> Sure. I think we talked oh. about Deadpool enough to go into spoilers now. <laughs> I think we talked about Deadpool enough to go into spoilers now. So you're always dubious uh, about, like, if the people listening are laughing, laughing but you're freaking laughing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just... If I was to make a guess on one of the phrases spoken <laughs> on this episode of Screams After or any episode of Screams After Midnight for that matter, the phrase we've talked about Deadpool enough, it's time for spoilers, is is not one I would have called. Oh man, that'd be another great t-shirt. I'd, I'd wear that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's, let's talk in-depth about Watcher then. Uh, spoilers ahead for everyone uh, who, who is concerned. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, I mean, I, I like the uh, the opening titles. They did this thing where when they finally get to their apartment, there's a scene in the taxi that kind of sets up the language barriers and stuff. But when they get to the apartment, uh, they start like getting frisky on the couch because they've just they're finally settled in after the plane ride and everything. And the camera mm -hmm. just slowly pulls back from this giant window where clearly anyone mm -hmm. who wanted to watch could watch. 
and including us <laughs> including us and the, the the credits just sort of you know play over mm-hmm. over that uh i thought it was effective uh it's, it's, i agree yeah i thought this was pretty cool yeah setting up the 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 simple premise of what it is is like yes yeah, so anyone could be watching mm-hmm. this and that's exactly what's going to be happening so mm-hmm. uh it's uh, a good time um from there, you know, you, you get introduced to various characters throughout the film. You get introduced to her, of course, uh, seeing the Watcher. Uh, some of the other characters I'll just mention, sort of, so when they pop up later, we know who we're talking about. Uh, there's kind of the neighbor, uh, who turns out later to be a stripper, uh, but she's like, she can speak English and she's nice to to Julia uh, on a number of occasions. She has a drink with her at one point. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of Julia's only real friend that she's kind of made by the time that the movie progresses any amount. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you've got like a couple of people that uh, the husband, uh, Francis, works with who are you know, <coughs> constantly talking Romanian at a dinner party with her despite the mm-hmm. fact that they know that this alienates her. Like, they all know that she can't speak Romanian and yet they mm-hmm. keep slipping into Romanian left and right. Because at first I thought, oh, maybe this other guy's wife doesn't speak English and that's why they have to kind of bounce back and forth. Mm-hmm. But then she started speaking English as well and I thought, you're just being dicks then. Like, just speak in English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just speak in English. It's not that hard. Come on. I'm not saying in jail. I'm saying if you're, if you're at a party of four people and all four people speak English and only three people speak Romanian, mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's impolite <laughs> to not speak mm-hmm. the language that all four of them can understand. I think everyone in the world should have to speak English. I don't know. <laughs> That's... Is that... <laughs> I feel like new listeners may think that you're being serious right now and I'm always concerned that your weird sense of humor is going to turn the new people off I can sense it I, I, hear, the, I hear it in your voice I can hear the tone you know? uh, I, I do I, I always think the same thing I'm like uh, people will know I'm kidding right uh, okay well I'm, I'm too far into this sentence to not say it now so there's very subtle adjustments in your tone that sort of give you a hint as to uh... I'm like uh <laughs> oh well that'll get cancelled at some point I'm sure yes but for what the, that, that game of roulette goes on and on until it stops <laughs> yeah it's for, for making fun of Deadpool for not liking the Big Bang Theory there's so many offences I would rather cancel people for liking the Big Bang Theory if I'm honest sure that's fair. Is that what the next World War is going to be over? Is people who think Big Bang Theory is good and the people who don't? I think uh, an even better question is, do you think there's anyone out there that absolutely hates the Big Bang Theory? They think it's an awful show, but they love young Sheldon. Like, do you think there's anyone out there like that? I mean, there's a lot of people on the planet. Like, there has to be one. <laughs> It's very unlikely, though. I, yeah, it has to be uber rare. That's a weird yeah. combination. <laughs> yeah, Big Bang Theory, awful show, but yeah, Young Sheldon, <laughs> not too bad. Mm. Mm. Uh, so to get back to Watcher. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I mean, obviously, the main thing of the movie is like all of the little moments that she starts to, you know, she. And this is the stuff where the movie shines is when it's the the visuals of just seeing the silhouette of this figure in the window that stuff is great probably just watching her right uh and you know that happens a few times she's starting to get really worried that she has been watched and eventually she works up the courage to like oh like he's just looking around he's not looking directly at me so she holds up her hand as if she's waving 
and mm-hmm. she's relieved when nothing happens but then when she turns away for a second you just see the hand in the background go up yeah like he was watching it's, yeah, it's a good moment it's such a great creepy moment and then it has such a good callback later like when he's given that you know like big speech to her on the the subway like later on in the mm. movie and he recalls that moment that's like oh so good yeah uh and then things escalate and a cut sort of a big set piece part of the movie uh, which is, you know, she, she kind of spends her days just wandering around and doing stuff, maybe buying things mm-hmm. here or there, but for the most part, she's just killing time. And she goes to the movies to see a really good movie, actually, Charade, starring Cary Grant. It's a good film. Okay. I recommend Never it. Never seen it. Oh, yeah. uh, but she goes there, and she, there's only a few people in the theater, right? It's, it's, it's practically empty. And the guy sits down right behind, and he always hides his face. Like, we don't get a good look at his face. <laughs> Probably until the supermarket stuff when he's a bit more in the delight and we start to get a sense of what he looks like. But like, sorry, I was just thinking like, what if <laughs> instead of charade, it was like Deadpool two that was playing at the theater? <laughs> why? Like, why have you decided that you're running gags for this episode or Deadpool and Big Bang Theory? Like, what? What about? <laughs> I, that one I couldn't help it just popped into my head I was like <laughs> like how like the, the scene would have been like like so less tense um, but yeah no I love um, how he is like portrayed through I don't know what like like three fourths of the movie or whatever where he's just like always in silhouette like you can never like yeah. see him or, or a focus like, or you know something yeah. he's always obscured in some way yeah yeah, it's always, it, it's great. It's like a, just a very nice little bit of filmmaking where, you know, it just makes it like extra creepy and weird that yeah, yeah like, uh, this uh, person's watching, but you can never really know like yeah who he is. And this scene is very notable and and how it's presented because you know like when he sits down behind her, it you know the shot is looking at her dead on, so we get the sense of like the shoulders behind her because he's a bit bigger or whatever maybe in the shot. Uh, but she's just kind of like ultra aware that this guy has chosen to sit right behind her, even though the, the room is empty. Mm-hmm. And then he leans forward and like is breathing like right behind her head, like you know, right down the mm-hmm. back of her neck. And you know, she just bolts, she just gets up and leaves, and that's it. Like I'm done. Uh, at any point while you're watching the movie, did it ever kind of remind you of It Follows a little bit? Like just the idea of you know, kind of having like this one person like obviously the story and stuff is you know very different but i don't know maybe because it's mike monroe like yeah i don't know, think i did what i mostly know her from but. yeah i don't think i did and i think you could make some sort of base comparisons to the oh someone's mm-hmm. watching uh but i think the simple difference of him standing back and watching and not moving versus in that follows where mm-hmm. the person who shows up is always walking. It's always this constant, like, unstoppable force that's right. just coming, coming, mm-hmm. coming. Uh, whereas this is someone who's, like, presumably playing mind games and mm-hmm. and wants to skate her and wants to, like, draw it out and, and whatever. Because, you know, she, she goes straight to the supermarket and uh, he come, comes in there. So we get, like, a kind of a a game of cat and mouse where she realizes that it's him and that he's watching her and she starts to sort of like walking past the aisles and sort of watching that he's doing the same thing at the other end uh you know just <laughs> a nice little game and to the point where she eventually sort of backs away and like smashes a, a bottle by accident and just runs into the staff only area in fear to mm-hmm. hide uh and he ends up like watching her through the 
the little window in the door. He just sort of stands there and looks at her. But there's a lot of stuff where it's like, uh, you know, when he, when he steps out at the end of the aisle in the supermarket, where he just sort of slowly turns, almost like he's a robot or something. Like the way he just slowly turns and looks at her. Uh, I think at this point we'll talk about the fact that it's Burn Garman who's uh, mm-hmm. playing playing this character. Who you know, I've seen a number of things. I think he first got kind of well known at least in the UK for Torchwood. And then you know, he's been in Dark Knight Rise, he's been in Pacific Rim, he was in a season of The Expanse, you know, so he's kind of popped up a, a lot in various things. And uh, he's got a very specific face. He's got a very specific bone structure that makes his face stick out, I think. Oh, absolutely. And I don't <laughs> I don't know if this is like a little insulting, but he's just like so perfect for this role. Like, you know, it, talk about like the kind of people that you don't want watching you like <laughs> you look at his face like you know especially when he's just like being like dead serious and and just staring at you it's like oh that is not a face i want watching me i think you say that as if there's a single moment in this entire movie where he's not being dead serious that's true sure, yeah <laughs> he's always got a very even when he's talking to her for that one scene where he kind of has a conversation uh yeah because he doesn't even speak because eventually when he calls the police on because she calls the police on him and the husband and the cop go over to talk to him. We, we don't see that, right? Because he doesn't see that. And mm-hmm. when he comes back, he's he's ready to brush it off. And he even he's even the one that says, like, hey, maybe the reason why he was watching you... Because they go to the supermarket to watch the security camera footage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, yeah, he could be staring at you in a creepy way. Or maybe he's just staring at you because you're staring at him. Because that's what it kind of looks like on the yeah. tape. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, oh, okay, okay, right? So you're playing with us. But eventually, because she goes over and has a... It's the, it's the neighbor friend that she's made. Her ex-boyfriend, she sort of runs into him in the hall. And it's at this point, the neighbor's kind of disappeared and obviously we suspect mm-hmm. foul play. But she asks for his help because he's a big dude. <laughs> he says, hey, can you come over and like knock on this guy's door so I can get a good look at him when the door opens? Mm-hmm. And you know, no one answers at first, but then it's this old man. And it turns out later that this is actually Burn Gorman, the Watcher's father, who he looks after. So... Mm-hmm. It, you know, it kind of looks like, oh, he's this guy who takes care of his old father. He, he's, he's, he watches him. He watches him. He watches after him, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, you know, he, he actually brings the same cop back to their place, and the cop's like, hey, he's putting a complaint about you, and I remember you putting a complaint about him. This is clearly some misunderstanding, mm-hmm. so let's shake hands. And in fact, I love this moment uh. because... Like, he puts out his hand, and, like, it really just lingers, the shot just lingers on his hand as she's cool looking at it going, I don't want to touch this, his hand. I don't want to touch him. Not because she's being, like, a like a, a, a stupid kid who's like, I'm not touching like, No, like, this, yeah. this is the guy that she suspects is, is watching her and following her because he's intending on either mm-hmm. killing her or possibly sexually assaulting her. You know, whatever he's going to end up mm-hmm. doing. This is, like, really tense and obviously nothing's going to happen in this scene because the, the policeman's standing right there the husband's mm-hmm. standing right there but it's this forced like no except that there's not nothing happening here and she has to mm-hmm. sort of go through with it uh but yeah the handshake is like cringe this, this is one of the the better and, moments of the whole movie i think oh no I, I thought it was great and yeah even though like you're saying you know nothing's gonna happen it's still so tense because you know like everything inside of you is like screaming like don't touch that like person's hand like you know you know it, like it's like it, it you know it's essentially you know it's like forcing you to you know like make up and actually like you know be friends with this person that has done you wrong and and again like yeah it does feel like a very typical kind of gaslighting thing and we have a bunch of guys that are like 
you know, like, ah, this woman's kind of crazy. Talk about blowing things out of proportion. Like, you know, the, th this guy's real friendly. Like, you know, they might as well be in like, yeah, what? Like, they might as well tell her to smile as well. Like, yeah, why don't you smile at him? Like, you know, shake his hand. Like, you well, know, forcing a woman to like do this stuff that she it, doesn't need to do. It's funny you say that because at the start of the movie, it's played off as like, it's just a silly line that's kind of cutesy. But there's a moment where, um, you know, like the, the landlady said, you know, does she like it here or why doesn't she like it? And after she leaves, she goes and says to the husband, oh, why did she think I didn't like the apartment? And he goes, oh, it's because you smile too much. And obviously he's been sarcastic because she's looked very serious the uh, entire time. <laughs> and obviously in the moment, it kind of makes sense that, yeah, like she asked that because you, you look like you're really sad. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah but, but, you know, that, that whole, like, that, that very typical, you know, prickish thing <laughs> that guys do where they say, oh, smile for me, baby, or whatever. Like, yeah. I think that's an intentional little seed that, you know, some of the themes we're playing mm. with out, out here. And it's not that the, the husband's necessarily being awful. I mean, there is, like, one kind of really shitty thing he does at once in one scene, mm. but for the most part, he's just, like, ignorant, and he's just not really taking yeah. it seriously. The policeman mm. thinks he's got it worked out. He's not necessarily going out his way to be malicious. None of them are, are doing anything inherently or trying to be dicks about it, stuff. They're just like not comprehending and taking her seriously because i think the whole point exactly, of this yeah. is to make you feel the way it feels if you're a woman who's not being believed when there's a serious threat and mm -hmm. i think a lot of this movie is that this could have been prevented if anyone really just <laughs> took her seriously for a bit if anyone really oh, took sure. her seriously mm -hmm. and treated this like it was something it would have probably saved the neighbor's life for a start and mm -hmm. you know she wouldn't have been almost killed herself and if, honestly there was a moment at the end where i thought she had died i, I thought they were ending this oh with absolutely that. too I oh, was she like, died wow. because no one helped her and that's the lesson yeah. of this movie uh mm -hmm. I, I thought there were, if anything i was almost a little uh disappointed that she didn't because i thought it was like a, mm -hmm. a stronger message if she died yeah you know yeah don't, don't, get, me yeah, wrong. No, don't uh, get me wrong it ends in kind of a look that says i told you so which also kind of works yeah. in the context of the movie but part of me almost thought oh, this is more powerful if it's like a depressing ending where she could have been saved but wasn't because no one was willing to believe her yeah probably would have been more powerful but also so much more of a bummer oh no sure yeah <laughs> uh so yeah back to the handshake though i think one of the things that you feel from it is that you know, like, even though he isn't necessarily sexually assault his victims, because, uh, mm. yeah, I mean, we know from the ending that he is the killer who's going around and doing this stuff. Um, mm. Like, even, even if it's not literal sexual assault, like, killers usually in some way, like, get off on what they're doing, right? You know, they, yeah. they need to do it and they feel something from it. So it's this idea of being mm. asked to shake someone's hand who you very seriously suspect is going to internally be, like... A, like getting off or aroused or you know whatever, whatever way you want to phrase it like he he's mm. getting sick satisfaction from from this moment right of this yeah. handshake i mean it, yeah it seems like an absolute like power play like because yeah. i mean yeah there's no reason for him to you know have to go over there <laughs> like but yeah he you know he it, it's clearly that he wants like to exert some power over her yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's part of it as well, is that he's getting away with this. Like, he, he's been treated like he's equal as a victim as she is <laughs> in the moment. Yeah. Uh, when, you know, th that's like, kind of ridiculous. Like, so, you know, and, and you know, there's, there's enough breadcrumbs that make you understand why the characters are acting the way they are. Like, yeah, she did technically have this big guy yell at an old man who's sick. And, you know, you can kind of spin that <laughs> into this, right? You can kind of spin it and... Uh, the watcher can spin that into like she she's a threat she's doing these things she's she's threatening my father 
who's this weak old man who can't take care of himself. Like, you know, she's a monster. Yeah. Do something about her. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, the, the themes are there. The themes are clear and, the, you know, it's, it's all good stuff. Uh, you know, she, she ends up following him at one point, which kind of backs up. In fact, I think that's before the policeman scene. Uh, like, because it kind of lends more credence to what he's saying is that she's kind of following him because she fo- she sees him in the street and she follows him when he has lunch and then follows him to where he works, which turns out to be the strip club that the neighbor works at. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's a great moment where he catches her watching and like just sort of slowly turns and looks at her. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, so now he has this justifiable, like, oh, she followed me to work. Like, and it's like, yeah, yeah that sounds <laughs> bad. It does sound bad. And, the, you know, like there's other people who'll admit that she was there. So um, obviously we know why she's doing it. She feels scared. She feels threatened. She's trying to figure out who he is. But you know, it's um, it's a big thing. Yeah, he he even like frames someone else for some of the other murders. Like, there's like a suspect on TV that's mentioned. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, there's, there's the guy that the because early on you know, it was like the ambulance outside the previous crime scene, and uh, Julia and the husband are walking past it, and they they kind of you know mention that something's going on. Uh, but it all it all kind of uh keeps bubbling up, right? And there's there's scenes where. You know, she starts smoking again. She's sitting next to like she's got the curtains drawn, and she's just sort of peeking out the curtain, looking for him to see if he's watching. Uh, there's a relatively effective dream sequence, uh, which I didn't feel too cheap and bite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly because it felt oh, obvious I that it was them. a dream because of the way it played out. But she, you know, she gets like the mm-hmm. bag over her head from behind, and she wakes up afterwards. You know, things like that. I think. I, yeah, I, no, that was pretty good. I think that's right before you hear some noises from the neighbours, and that's when she first starts suspecting that there's something yes. happened to her. Yeah. Uh, oh, and there's a very literal Chekhov's gun in this movie. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the neighbour, when she has her in for a drink, shows her that she's got a gun for protection in her in the drawer in her, her, like, her coffee table. And <clears throat> that, of course, comes up at the end, because that, that is, it's her apartment where the, the attack finally happens. Uh, she finally goes in and finds the ca- the decapitated body of the neighbor, and that's when he makes his move. And uh, you know, she she when she tries to scream, the husband's in the next room, thinking that he's he's been a dick and that she's going to leave him for it because the suitcase is lying out. Uh, she gets like part of her throat slit, so she can't scream anymore, and she's crawling to the drawer, and we know the gun's in there. And then she just kind of like stops moving, and he lays the killer lays down next to her and stares at her, and it's really creepy and it's like oh man is he getting away with this is this going to be this big dramatic point that uh he he is going to get away and obviously the ending ends up being that uh when he leaves the neighbor's apartment the husband sees him leaving and is about to confront him thinking wait a minute have you actually done was this real have you actually done something to my wife and just as maybe there's going to be a fight or maybe the killer's going to like strike on him uh just blam 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 gunshots like (laughs) she's gotten to the gun and shoots him and the last moments her looking at her husband with this look of effing told you <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> uh so i really love everything uh about this whole ending sequence it's it feels very brutal like uh you know uh up until then the movie had been pretty you know the, there was a lot of tension and, and you know like creepiness and stuff but like here it gets really like gory it's and bloody from a slow burden for a movie for, for the most part yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, you know, and sometimes it's, like, you know, sometimes, like, a slow burn, it's, like, you have to sit through a lot, and then you get an ending, and it's just, like, oh, that's it, that doesn't really justify this. Like, this, I thought, like, is a good example of, 
Um, we, while there were parts that were slow, I did think it does actually, you know, ramp up uh, quite nicely. And then the ending really delivers, uh, you know, from the decapitated head is like, you know, very gruesome. And then uh, he's like, yeah, super like creepy and scary when he's, yeah, like, you know, uh, like uh, grabbing her and, you know, kind of explaining his plan and everything. And then uh, I was like really surprised when he slit her throat because I feel like there's so many times in movies someone will have like a knife or a weapon up against someone's like head and then all they have to do is like elbow him in the gut or stomp on his feet and he's like oh no and then like you know loses his weapon and stuff like here it's like oh no he actually does like slit our throat and it's not like he goes all the way through but uh you know he still does it in a way where it's just like there's so much blood and, and it feels very intentional that he doesn't like kill her with the, like, like immediately it feels intentional yeah. that he's mm -hmm. only done it like part of the way because he knows how much they apply to you know stop her from streaming yeah. mm -hmm. but let it bleed out and let her kind of slowly die yeah and it's just so much blood and like it's so like sad <laughs> like seeing her crawl like through there and then uh you know and as she's like crawling and stuff he's still doing his thing he's just watching her and, yeah um, and for the themes of the movie the husband's in the bedroom and their apartment mm -hmm. next door uh freaking out that he's you know the wife's gone and it's you know it's this metaphor for the whole movie is that it's literally happening right next door and he's he's oblivious right now he doesn't know that she's yeah. there he doesn't know that she needs help um mm -hmm. and he's starting to feel the panic of like the consequences of that but like yeah like that metaphor is reiterated here the themes are reiterated with this exact setup at the mm -hmm. end where yeah he 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 is close enough to go and help but he's just oblivious to it uh yeah. and so. then it, yeah and it's such a good scene uh like you were saying before when you know she just stops moving and she's just lying on the floor and then he like lies next door and it's like in a state in, in like kind of like the very same position so it almost looks like you know they're just like a complete circle uh it's just it's a really like you know <laughs> I, I thought like a, a, a very pretty shot and then also like super bloody like you know blood is just like oozing mm. out of her but yeah, I just thought that like looked really cool. Yeah, and the thing that sets all this off at the end is that uh, he's got like a cocktail party to take her to, and mm -hmm. he's chatting with the bosses and like, the guy that she met earlier, and they're mm -hmm. cracking jokes. And what sets her off, justifiably, might I add, is that mm -hmm. he basically cracks a couple of jokes at her expense in Romanian, mm -hmm. and they all laugh it off. And she asks to know what what they said, and mm -hmm. they kind of try to like say no, 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 like nothing. But the problem uh, is that she's been trying to learn Romanian throughout the movie and she picks up enough of a sentence that she kind of like pieces it together. And it turns out that he kind of made a joke about her, about how she's being really lonely, but at least she has the, 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 the was it the spider they called the killer? Yeah, I think it was something yeah. like that, yeah. Uh, at least you have the spider to keep you company. And obviously, mm -hmm. yeah, this is a complete, like, he's being shitty. He's cracking jokes at her expense. He's already feeling excluded, <laughs> like, in the moment, because they're all speaking Romanian mm -hmm. in front of her, and she can't understand most of it. But now he's, like, cracking jokes and trying to get away mm -hmm. with it. So she leaves and just goes to the subway uh, to, to go home. She just gets on, on the train, and we get some really effective stuff here where, uh, again, it's kind of that symmetrical thing where uh, the Watcher's, like... Oh, down the other end of the train but on the opposite side so it kind of feels mm -hmm. like in the reverse shot it's very similar to each other mm -hmm. but yeah when the train like cuts power for a minute and he just sort of slowly walks down you hear the footsteps coming in until he's behind her and then they sit down and he acts very civil and talks about uh like the misunderstanding as it were and talks about mm -hmm. uh you know I, I usually just go to the window and i you know i spend so much time looking after my father i just look at people living their lives 
And then this one day, this you know young beautiful woman like noticed me and waved at me, and I felt seen. And he's sort of like telling this tale, and it's like, eh. but as he's saying this though, she's looking at the the bag that he's got. He's got like a plastic bag, and it's kind of like the more she looks at it, and the more we look at it, it's starting to look like a human head in there. Yeah, <laughs> you just sort of make out the nose and like parts of it. And mm-hmm. and he says he wants an apology because uh, he's yeah because he's deserving of one apparently um <laughs> but yeah this is all just sort of pushing her to to the edge uh to you know and then this leads us into the final part where she ends up going to the neighbor's yeah. apartment and um and like yeah this this was just such a, a great scene like the um yeah the the actor just really uh nailed it like he's so like creepy you know and and then just like yeah as he's telling the story you know it just feels like so off and unnerving and really again you're just like screaming you know because you just want like her to be as far away from this guy as possible um and yeah and it's like i i mean i I don't think at any point in the movie you didn't think that you know it was a misunderstanding or he was a creep or anything but it's like yeah this just really nails like or or you know uh really like hammers home just like uh just how like evil and like creepy he is uh yeah. and, and the it's fact very he, effective and he's definitely enjoying this scene he's enjoying being yeah. able to like spin this tale and have complete mm-hmm. power over without ever actually saying it and then obviously he gets mm-hmm. to act out later when he actually does attack her and grabs her and knocks her out and whatever um yeah. it's it's all about you know exerting his power so there's so much of that kind of, kind of throughout and because like, that's the thing isn't it? when you think about how much screen time he actually has as an actor it's not that much really because so much of it's her know, yeah. thinking she's being watched and thinking she's being seen but you, you see the odd silhouette or something but it's not until the supermarket scene where you start to really get a proper look at him yeah. and then at that point yeah he's, he's in a few key scenes but he tends to walk in at the end of a scene and just look at her as opposed to <laughs> having a lot throughout a scene or anything like that yeah. And I think that absence and, uh, of him until he appears makes him kind of like, you know, scarier, I guess, or, or more of a presence mm-hmm. when he does pop up. Yeah. And then, uh, and again, like you were saying with the, uh, the bag that he's carrying, like it just, it does such a good job of like, it's just a very, you know, plain bag, but the way it's focusing on it and as he's going in more and more into his story, it's, yeah, like you're saying, you start to think like, all right, what's in that bag? Like, are, is it body parts or... You know, and then, uh, you know, I guess the whole movie just kind of does like a good job of it where they show you something that, you know, could be one thing, but then the more you look at it, it's like, yeah, like, you know, when you first see a silhouette in the window, it's like, okay, he could just be a guy just looking out of his window, or, you know, he could be a guy who's watching me and is very sinister. Like, uh, yeah, I think it does a good job of kind of showing these, like, everyday things that could potentially be really creepy. Yeah, and that's another little uh, seed that's at the start because at the start of the movie when they're in the taxi cab and uh, he's talking to the taxi driver in Romanian um, he says something about her and it turns out he said that she was beautiful and mm-hmm. uh, you know that kind of sets up this theme that kind of comes up again a couple of times in the movie it's like are you sure he's just not some guy with a crush on you who's looking at you sometimes at the window and that's oh, all right, it is yeah, yeah. You know, a couple <laughs> people say that so I think that's again tying into this not only the, the gaslighting and not taken seriously, but specifically this idea, oh, it's just someone who's got a crush or affectionate, you know, it's, it's harmless kind of thing. You should be flattered. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, and oh, a great little moment, actually, is after you think she's dead, where she, he's, la- he's laying on the floor next to her, 
he gets back up, he's wiping blood off his hands and his knife, and he looks over and there's like a young girl, maybe like a teenager, watching from across the street at, oh, at, right, at a right, window. Right, yeah. And I thought this was actually a really great touch, especially with the ending. I guess this is actually maybe the reason why her getting up and shooting them does work as the ending. You know, and to- mm-hmm. aside from the the told you so kind of like moment mm-hmm. of it, is this idea that this would have been his next victim. He would have had to have started going after her oh, yeah, because yeah. she saw him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's true. And maybe in the moment because she's... Because he, he says that to her at one point, doesn't he? He says something like, uh, you know, what if you'd seen me doing what I do? Or something, you know, he says mm-hmm. something like that. So maybe he actually is infatuated with this young woman now, or this young girl, because yeah. she's caught him in the act, so now he's going to be fixated on her. So it's this idea that the only way you save the next woman from going through the same thing is, is fighting back kind of thing. Uh, so I, yeah. I think, you know, obviously that's an ideal scenario, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you always can, but I think mm-hmm. the end of this film, what's meant to feel good about it, other than she gets to tell her husband, I told you so, is <laughs> that she was able to save the next victim from going through the same thing that she did. She was able to, like past victims of abuse or attack, or people who have been attacked or whatever, um, if you can maybe use that experience to help the next person from going through the same thing, you you, you should. And, you you know, I, I think that's what this ending kind of represents. Yeah, that's a good point. So, um, Also, uh, one thing I did like about the ending too is, um, again, uh, like when he's getting shot, like, the like the apartment and stuff they're in it it's like you know has uh like these just really like high ceilings and like when she fires the gun like you really hear it like it it's so loud and like echoes mm. through like the whole apartment building like i actually thought it was quite jarring because i don't know maybe you kind of get used to just like the typical gun shot sound you hear uh you know in movies or whatever but like this one had such like a loud booming echo and stuff it, it felt like I, I don't know. I thought like it was a lot more visceral uh, than like other like gunshot scenes in movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's all, Egg also is because it's a movie that doesn't have a lot of gunshots in it. So that first one that yeah. hits mm-hmm. does feel quite like a big shock because you know it's, mm-hmm. it's not it's not an action movie. This is not a Stallone movie where there's like machine yeah. guns <laughs> firing constantly around like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all all the neighbors sort of come out, see what's happening, and see those gunshots, mm-hmm. and go back inside. And that's another thing in the movie is that you know when she is like freaking out about the neighbor being missing, and she mm-hmm. asks the landlady to go in and check, and all the other neighbors that are near are all like, "Oh, why are we been woken up? What's all this banging on the door?" Kind yeah. of thing. Again, it kind of feels like they're all just annoyed that she's making a fuss. That you know, there's the, this is seen as making trouble. Rather than being concerned that oh maybe something is wrong maybe there's a reason to you know be concerned about this missing person, yeah. uh, and then we find out later when he's like, yeah, t- telling her that he actually was in the apartment when they had to bust in like he was hiding in the closet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, it's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of great moments in this, and I really like the themes yeah. that it's playing with. Um, and mm-hmm. I do think Mika Monroe is is a solid lead actress. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't think she's wise. It Falls is so great, but I think she does really well in the role. Uh, she fits oh, for sure. It. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think she fits this year as well. Um, I, I don't know if it's just a case of having maybe a, a bit of a tighter script just to make it a bit more mm-hmm. streamlined, or maybe just, I don't know, something, I don't know, something else just to give it that extra spark that I just think is... It's missing it, and at times I felt like I was appreciating it in a very clinical way, where I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I see this working, and I appreciate that because my my analytical film brain is saying, yeah, this is good.'" 
but I wasn't necessarily <laughs> feeling it all the time. You know, sometimes I was appreciating it from a distance rather than actually kind of like watching through a window. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but I wasn't necessarily feeling the, 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 the feeling it in my gut as I was watching it all the time. And I think that's why it doesn't feel mm. uh, complete, like a complete home run or a success. I do think it shows a lot of potential in the director, though. And this is the, her first... Oh, for sure. Uh, feature length film she's done some shorts mm. she's done like a short in one of the VHS movies and um, a few yeah. other short films uh, she's working on a movie called The Dating Game starring Anna Kendrick right now according to IMDB okay so okay. Uh, not so, a horror movie but you know she's going up in the mm. world clearly which is cool, cool. Um, yeah no it's it's funny uh, I I agree with that like it, it's kind of interesting because as I was watching the movie I feel like not not that I hated it or anything, but that I was maybe a, a little more negative about it or, or maybe, you know, a little more bored by it. But, you know, it's one of those cases where as we're talking about it and focusing on like, you know, the really good scenes, like it's like building it up in my mind going like, oh, yeah, that was a really good scene or like, oh, yeah, that part was really cool. And it's like, yeah, it, when you, you know, it's just funny how that can kind of like cloud your, your judgment or whatever, because like, yeah, if you take the movie uh, on as just those really standout moments like it's like that those moments are really good but yeah like you're kind of saying like as a whole though it, it's not as you know a, as smooth a, a watch as some of those standout scenes yeah uh, maybe it's a case of like uh if both julia and our julia and her husband were just a little better written to be more fleshed out maybe we'd be more engrossed by their you know the more drama yeah. elements of them like starting to like be you know split apart by this and like him not believing and taking it seriously i i would say that maybe some of yeah. those scenes feel like it's going through the motions of this is just natural but it has to happen because it's the point of the story rather mm-hmm. than feeling the the you know the, the gut wrench in the moment because it kind of works when he like says the joke in romanian and she realizes that moment on its own works quite well and i think if maybe more of the scenes had like kind of a gut punch that you felt for her when mm-hmm. he wasn't taking her seriously i think those scenes might have been elevated from that and as a result, the whole movie would be elevated. Uh, is it that, that weird hour where they start running around and yeah. skidding across the floor and all sorts? They have, the, they have these little, like, two boxes, and one's on the top box, and the other is, like, I guess, trying to swat at it or something. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Uh, but, yeah, so... I, I do think there was improvements to be made, uh, particularly... <laughs> maybe in the characters and the drama just to like elevate the rest of it but i do think the creepy moments are pretty effective and do a yeah. good job and it, it, even them on their own build a lot to the themes that the films try to play with but i do think it does get across quite well uh which is yeah. cool so yeah. i agree <laughs> all right well in that case tim what are you rating watcher Uh, yeah, I, I think as I was like coming in, I think I was more like in a maybe like a 6.5 kind of range. But again, uh, as we're talking about it and I'm thinking more about the parts that I like, it does elevate it a bit in my mind. So I think I'll go, I'll give it a little bump and give it a, a seven. Um, again, definitely a slow burn movie, which, you know, is not a bad thing, but um, th- there were times where. I felt it probably a little more than I should have, but uh, it definitely has enough like standout moments that I think makes it you know worth uh, a watch. And yeah, the the stuff that stands out, I, I guess, is um, elevates it more than I guess kind of deflates it for me. But 
yeah, definitely not a bad outing. And like you're saying, like, uh, yeah, I would be interested to see what this director does next. Uh, so yeah, yeah not Co- a bad movie at all. Yeah, Chloe Okuno is the uh, director in question. Yeah. I haven't said her name yet, so w- worth mentioning. Um, yeah, and she did, she did actually adapt the story because it was... Uh, uh well she she wrote a draft of the screenplay for the sense of it the, the kind of worded weird um right yeah she's got a credit that says written for the screen by and it says zach ford and it says for him based on a screenplay by so yeah that's a bit of weird wording so uh <laughs> but I, I do think the directorial side is is stronger than perhaps the writing is not that the writing's terrible the writing's actually got a lot of good things in it it's just that there's some yeah. elements that i think could be could be better uh, I, I think I, you brought up a good point when you said it like is kind of clinical. Like I, I can mm. see that. Yeah. So I, I think um, I think I'll agree with the seven. I, I think it's good, and I think there's a lot of good things in it. I think it's there's some elements that aren't as good as the others, which stop it from kind of going beyond and above. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I did always have this kind of nagging feeling of I don't quite feel it in my gut like I'm supposed to, but yeah. I appreciate everything I'm seeing for, by and large. So there's a little bit of a disconnect there, but otherwise it is quite good. Um, it is interesting though, because I uh, I won't say what it was, but I watched another horror film uh, earlier today mm-hmm. that I'll talk about in the next even more streams, which is one of the bonuses you can get over at patreon.com slash TV. It's a monthly show where we talk about all the horror films that we've been watching that we didn't do reviews for. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting that there was a few similar themes in that. And I think that was maybe a little better than this was, but still with some mixed elements. So uh, it was an interesting pair to have back-to-back by accident. Mm. Uh, But yes, so yeah. Uh, But there you go. That is is Watcher. And I I have no idea. Well, I have a vague idea, but I I don't know exactly when this is coming in the month of October (laughs) and what came before and what's coming after. So I can't really tease what the next one is. Uh, but I will say yes, uh, monthly, even more streams at the $5 tier over in patreon.com slash TV. There's also a bonus episode that you get as well at the $3 tier. Uh, so if you, at the $5 tier, you get both. Uh, the bonus episode, of course, just been another, another movie review every month. So uh, that's two stream-specific things, plus early access you get. Um, and of course, you get all those perks for the Atomic Serum Experiment or sci-fi podcast that I do with Tara. And, yeah. and there's a new show starting soon, The Collector's Cut, coming with me and David. Look out for that. Lots of things happening. Uh, so go and support us on Patreon if you want to, or you can hit the super thanks button below the video on YouTube. Or of course, you can support everything for free by liking, subscribing, dinging the bell, commenting, sharing us out, get us on Twitter at Streams Midnight, share the episodes out when we tweet things, or encourage your friends, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. <laughs> Sneak into their iPhones and just <laughs> go to that <laughs> podcast app and subscribe. Give us uh, a shout out on your much more successful podcast. <laughs> Oh yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> if you happen to be listening, <laughs> so do a do a little dance on your TikToks and have us playing in the background or whatever. I don't know. Yes, yes, all these things. Do any any <laughs> and all those things. All of it's wonderful. Uh, so, but thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we do always appreciate it. Uh, and then yeah, this was uh you know we did some sequels this month. We got one or two heavy hitters, one or two <laughs> new releases. Um, this was kind of a, a smaller kind of like okay this is just an interesting pick because it's like we've heard some buzz but it's not yeah. as big a name as some of the other ones uh don't worry all the big names that came out recently uh, are coming and if not soon then within the next few months when they hit vod uh mm-hmm. we were plagued with different release dates for certain movies recently <sighs> yeah and yeah. uh some other stuff so but 
Yes. Thank you very much once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, and we will see you next time.